Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. I'm Janae Pierre. 3,800. That's how many claims were filed in courts across New York State under the Adult Survivors Act. The full number comes about a week after the deadline to file a claim. The law had created a one-year window for people to bring sexual assault claims, regardless of the statute of limitations. State Senator Brad Holman Siegel sponsored the measure. I hope we provided some measure of closure and acknowledgement of the defects in our statutes. Several politicians are facing claims, including New York City Mayor Eric Adams and former President Donald Trump. Suits were also brought against celebrities, doctors, and prison staff. Stick around. There's more after the break. On Radiolab... First, we thought we'd made some sort of mistake. Two surprisingly simple scientific discoveries... This is crazy. I mean, we were just so surprised. That makes us reconsider our assumptions about progress. We need to learn the language of the doctors of that time. We need to be a little bit less dismissive. Staff retreat from Radiolab. I learned a bit of humility this way. Listen wherever you get podcasts. In Lower Manhattan, some residents are calling on the city to speed up critical repairs to a local park that's been plagued by violence in recent years. WNYC's Sophia Chang has more. Sarah D. Roosevelt Park is a seven-block-long rectangle spanning Chinatown and the Lower East Side. On its north side by Houston Street, there's a popular soccer field and basketball court sponsored by Nike. The South End is in the heart of Chinatown, where elderly locals sit near the playground chatting and drinking tea. Yeah, the park is very good. And the people seem like nice. That's Christine Lay, who works nearby. It's a warm fall day, and she's eating her takeout lunch of fish and vegetables on a bench in the Chinatown section. But she says she pretty much sticks to that part. Do you ever go to the other side of the park? Uh, No, no. That's I I don't want to get. <laughs> Why? What? What's? What's wrong? Yeah, that side is, it seems like um, not so, not so good. Yeah. No, this size is for me. I could see the people come here, and the old lady is all sitting down here like me. I'm sitting here to take a lunch time. It's very comfortable, you know. So, anything on that side is not safe. Lay is talking about the Lion's Gate section in the middle of the park, where I saw people buy drugs and openly inject themselves on benches and sleep on the pavement next to the lion statues that the section is named after. Community members say city officials have neglected the space, allowing drug activity to flourish, its sidewalks to deteriorate, and its fields to fill up with trash and needles. Violence is also an issue. A homeless man was stabbed to death there earlier this month, and a delivery driver back in 2021. And in 2022, a man who was known to sleep in Lionsgate followed a local resident into her apartment across the street from the park and stabbed her to death. Yet the city is sitting on more than $20 million of unused public funding slated for upgrades. Local landlord Brian Chin says 
At the very least, the city could take some immediate steps to improve safety. To me, it seems like the answer is pretty simple, you know, in enforcement uh, within the park, cleaning within the park, and um, upkeep within a park. Now Chen is trying to take action. He's helped to launch the Sarah D. Roosevelt Park Alliance to make sure Chinatown has a voice in the process. We need, you know, a safe place to take your kids, to take, you know, your grandparents without fear of being stabbed or have to explain to your kid what that drug transaction across the other benches is happening, you know? Local officials say they intend to use the money dedicated to improving the park, but its redesign is still in the planning stage. Community groups have called for more lighting, more parks police assignments, and landscaping to make the Lionsgate a safer and more inviting space. Kay Webster, a longtime community advocate and president of the Sarah D. Roosevelt Park Coalition, says the city needs to act fast. Lionsgate is continuing to fall apart, and she worries about the safety of the people who sleep in the park themselves. All of these murders have been awful. All of them. I mean, you could cry a thousand years. The Parks Department held its first public input sessions on the upgrades this summer, more than a year after the city first put aside money for the work. And the renovations aren't expected to be done until at least March 2025. That's WNYC's Sophia Che. Well, Hanna, an Egyptian-American businessman, was charged with bribing New Jersey Senator and Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez to help the Egyptian government. A new report in the Washington Post finds that Hanna's connections to the Egyptian government go back further than expected. For more, WNYC's Sean Carlson talked with Sean Boberg, an investigative reporter at the Post. Can you bring us up to speed here? Remind us who Well Hanna is and why he has been in the news uh, as of late. Well, Well Hanna was indicted for bribing Senator Menendez, and prosecutors alleged that one of the things that Well Hanna did was introduce. Senator Menendez to various high-ranking Egyptian military and intelligence officials. And at these meetings, there was a request made to Senator Menendez. Of course, Senator Menendez was arguably one of the most powerful uh, people in Congress as uh, Senate Foreign Relations Chairman. And the request that was made, and prosecutors allege the promise that was returned, was that foreign aid to Egypt would continue to flow from the United States. Now, can you give us a condensed version of his business history? This guy goes from a struggling entrepreneur behind several failed businesses to driving a Bentley and becoming an object of fascination in his Hudson County neighborhood. How does that happen? He's someone who moved from Egypt. He uh, got a visa uh, in the U.S. through the lottery system in 2006 and started a series of businesses. He had run a gas station, a truck stop in and around uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, most of which failed. And he accumulated a mountain of debt and lawsuits. And that was in just his first decade here in the United States. There's an apparent transformation in Whale Hanna's fortunes around 2015. We know that he begins arranging military shipments for the Egyptian government. Let's talk more about the political situation in Egypt. In in 2015, the Obama administration lifted a freeze in military aid to Egypt. That was after the country's military staged a coup against its democratically elected president. Why was this important for Hanna? Well, the earliest connection we have to Egyptian officials that we, we found is that in 2015, the Egyptian military asked Well Hanna to serve as a sort of shepherd for prized U.S. military aid 
that is going to Egypt. He was in charge of arranging the shipment from a port in Jacksonville, Florida to Alexandria. And one of the most puzzling things about this was that this executive said he had no experience in shipping. But clearly, in 2015, before he had ever met Senator Menendez, the Egyptian government was tasking him with something very important. Yeah, talking about his actual business in terms of exporting, Hana eventually comes to hold a monopoly on certifying halal meat exported to Egypt from the U.S. Do we know how he came to possess the monopoly? Prosecutors allege it happened after he had met Senator Menendez and began introducing him to government officials. So from what we have known publicly before we confirmed that he was working on behalf of the Egyptian government back in 2015, was that Will Hanna found himself in a place of influence, having met Senator Menendez. And it raised the possibility that uh, the Egyptian government then could have approached him to sort of leverage that relationship. What we found is that the relationship preceded this. But what is also certain is that after he met Mr. Menendez, his business opportunities from the Egyptian government grew. They enriched him through this monopoly certifying halal beef. And almost overnight, he becomes an international businessman. And they tried to further expand that monopoly uh, in the ensuing months and years. Can you tell us anything more about Hama's relationship with the Menendezes? When does he enter their lives? He was introduced to Nadine Menendez, Senator Menendez's wife, before she had even begun dating Mr. Menendez back in 2018. And the connection is through a lawyer in New Jersey. And what happens in the years after that is that these connections are made, personal introductions and relationships are made. And it just so happens that one of Whale Hanna's uh, acquaintances becomes the wife of a U.S. senator. So what happens to Hanna now? Where does this, his case go from here? He was in Egypt when he was indicted, and he got on a plane, and he came back to the United States to, to face charges. He's now being monitored. He wears a, a, an ankle bracelet. And his criminal case will continue, separate from Senator Menendez and Nadine Menendez's case. But U.S. Department of Justice is also pursuing what they call a counterintelligence investigation. This is completely separate from a criminal investigation. And what they're trying to determine is when and how did Whale Hanna get these government connections with Egypt? What was the precise nature of, of that relationship? Did he have connections to intelligence service agents? And how does that play into this criminal case? And so I imagine that that will continue for many months and potentially years. That's Sean Bober, investigative reporter at The Washington Post, talking with WNYC's Sean Carlson. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. I'm Janae Pierre. We'll be back tomorrow.